0: This episode of the NASCAR Betting Preview Show is sponsored by Atlas Hair. Now, guys, I just got one question for you. Are you ugly? Yeah, we thought so. Lucky for you, we've actually got something for that. Atlas is an elite line of hairstyling products with cologne fragrances to help quaff that mop into something straight out of Hollywood and smell like you're the guy she's going home with tonight. Half of our products also contain a hair thickening ingredient to help those of us who are getting a little thin up there to make the most of what we've got. Get started today at atlashair.com and use the promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order. We can't fix your face, but we could at least give you a fighting chance. atlashair.com That's Welcome in race fans to the NASCAR betting preview show podcast Xfinity series edition episode 23. My name is Mike Bachman. I am the host of this podcast. Thank you for being with me. Once again, we've got two races left of the NASCAR Xfinity season. Ladies and gentlemen, it is hard to believe that the season has come and gone, but we've got one more race to decide the championship four and those four drivers that will be fighting for the championship this year we're going to recap the race at homestead miami speedway which saw one of those playoff drivers secure their spot in the championship four and we will of course preview the upcoming race at martinsville speedway going short track racing before we go even more short track racing in the season uh, the season finale at phoenix so what do you say ladies and gentlemen it's It's great. We've got a great weekend to recap. So what do you say you dial in with your favorite adult beverage, kick back, and let's get into this thing with a quick review of the Contender Boats 300. That playoff driver, it was not John Hunter Nemechek. It was not Cole Custer. It was not Justin Allgaier. It was Sam fucking Mayer punches his ticket to the championship for fourth win of the season for that young driver. His first coming on an oval, led 46 laps, including the final 30 laps. And look, held off a hard charge in Riley Herbst, who certainly was hungry for his second career win. Riley was able to chew into Sam Mayer's lead. You could tell Sam that car was getting a little dancey, was rimming that high line and was getting... Very squirrely. Uh, There were a couple moments where Sam was getting up in the wall, but had enough traction to hold his lead. Riley Herps not able to get to the back bumper of Mayer, even though it got close. Uh, And Sam Mayer, man, I mean, what more can you say? Job well done to that young man uh, becoming the only driver with security now entering Martinsville. This weekend and just in, an incredible show uh, from Sam Mayer, not only at this race, but just the entire season, what he's been able to do, just the, the tenacity and, you know, the swagger that he's brought with his wins and just the way that he drives. Yes, definitely a little bit aggressive, but with a young driver like that, who's got all that talent, uh, not only on road courses, but now we see it on the ovals. I mean, what more can you ask for? Uh, congratulations to Sam Mayer a championship uh, caliber driver as he will get a shot at Phoenix. In terms of some of these other playoff drivers, Cole Custer's that one guy, man. His dominance goes up in smoke. Led over 50% of the laps, was clearly the car to beat. I mean, Cole Custer, one of the best at right in the high lane he had it to a tee here at homestead this weekend unfortunately suffered a tire failure with around 50 to go had to rally back uh, some cautions was able to help him get back on the lead lap and ultimately uh, come back to finish 13th so not all was lost but man cole custer was borderline untouchable uh, for most of this race when he was able to get out in clean air unfortunately though these things happen tire failures are far too often in this sport And unfortunately, the leader uh, was a victim. And Cole Custer comes home with a 13th place finish to show for it. Another victim of tire issues, Justin Allgaier comes home 15th in this race, still searching for his first career top five at Homestead in the Xfinity series. Homestead has just had Justin Allgaier's number. He has not been able to figure this place out. Uh, And another mediocre finish for that number seven car now has him in a vulnerable position in points currently on the outside looking in on the playoff grid but we will check into the playoff standings in just a moment as far as other playoff drivers are concerned John Hunter Nemechek, Austin Hill and Sammy Smith all come away with top 10 finishes Chandler Smith's day ended just before halfway uh, after getting caught up in a wreck on the backstretch so tough day for Chandler uh, but playoff drivers coming into this race and, you know, doing their job, trying to get points and get putting themselves in good position. So let's recap the bets here. Guys, this was probably our best week uh, since hosting this podcast. Uh, I had two outrights here this week. I had Austin Hill 10 to one, and we did have Sam Mayer 16 to one straight to the bank. So that was awesome. Awesome to see. Feels great to be back on an outright, especially with a driver who you guys know I've been outspoken about. I absolutely love Sam Mayer. That's our second Sam Mayer outright we've hit this year. We hit him at Watkins Glen as well. So uh, really good stuff there. We went two for three on top five props. We cashed Austin Hill top five at plus 150. Dale Jr., top five, two to one. Dale Jr., uh, awesome to see him run this race. He didn't have the speed in particular that he may have had at Bristol. There was a little moment that he had with uh, his driver, Josh Berry, where it seemed like Jr. kind of used him up a little bit, put him in the wall. Unfortunate situation there. uh, But nonetheless, just so, so much fun to watch Dale Jr. in this car again, you know, hopefully we get more of that. I really would love to see him run a few more races because he can frig, he can contend, he could win legitimately. Uh, so it's fun to see him battling those youngsters out there, and I mean he still got it. It don't don't seem like there's much rust with uh, Dale Jr. behind the wheel. So uh, we cast a top five on him, two to one, and then our third top five was Daniel Hemrick. Uh four to one. He finishes sixth, so one position shy of sweeping our top five bets. Uh, Daniel Hemrick at four to one was the odd man out. We had Sam Mayer in Group D on Caesars over Chandler Smith, Riley Herbst, and Sheldon Creed at plus 270. That hit for us as Sam Mayer, of course, won this race. And then Brandon Jones over Sammy Smith, minus 110. Our only matchup on the card also cashes. So We had a parlay as well Uh, i forgot about this we had a parlay as well um i had parlayed cole custer plus 325 with tyler reddick in the cup race uh six to one to just get under 30 to one odds as a little way to play cole custer because he did dominate that race but again betting nascar betting these guys you don't you know you don't bet the fastest car all the time um these things happen it's a sport where it's inevitable sometimes where the dominant car, especially with these prices to pay, you got to find interesting ways to bet them. Tyler Reddick obviously didn't win the cup race and didn't necessarily didn't really have a car to win the race at all uh, during that one. Uh, But nonetheless, threw a half unit on that um, just to have a little bit of Cole Custer in the pocket because I was fairly confident he was going to win that race. Uh, But Sam Mayer being that next man up was a was was Certainly a, a positive pivot for us, um, but very happy uh, with how this race panned out, especially after being on a little bit, uh, you know, stock being down a little bit, um, you know, with the bets over the last couple of weeks. So to be able to hit a 16 to one outright and then, you know, a plus 150, a two to one top five and then an almost three to one group bet uh, was pretty awesome. So happy about that. I uh, hope you guys also made some as well and had a good time doing it. Uh, But we still have three tickets up for grabs here, ladies and gentlemen, in the penultimate race of the Xfinity Series season. Sam Mayer is the only driver who could sleep at night, as he is the only driver locked into the championship race at Phoenix. John Hunter Nemechek is 44 points to the good. Austin Hill and Cole Custer are both tied, plus three above the cut line, and Justin Allgaier sat there minus three below the cut line. Sammy Smith, minus 49. Chandler Smith, minus 54. Sheldon Creed, minus 65. Those three drivers are in must-win situations entering Martinsville. You know, Justin Allgaier is probably the driver I fear for the most. He has certainly been the most inconsistent of the bunch. And entering a race at Martinsville, I just don't think he's going to stack up with John Hunter, who wiped the floor in the spring in this race. Austin Hill, who, yes, has been quiet, but has continued to put together consistent finishes and be there where it counts. And then Cole Custer as well. Cole Custer, I feel like, has been a top five car, a top three car, rather, you know, for the better part of the last four or five weeks. So Custer's got that speed. He's going to bring it again this weekend in Martinsville, I'm sure. And Justin Allgaier, it's just been a testament to the season, the ups and downs. We've been wait. We've been expecting him to put together more wins and avoid, you know, the incidents and avoid just the bad luck. Whatever is whatever is coming to that seven team, they just haven't been able to avoid it. And I certainly view them as in the worst position possible, especially now being on the uh, negative side of the playoff grid. But it's a tight one between Austin Hill, Cole Custer, and Justin Allgaier. And you know, I'm certainly not counting any of these guys below the cut line out. Maybe outside of Sheldon Creed, unfortunately, I'm sorry. But Sammy Smith, Chandler Smith, we're going to be talking about one of them heavily uh, this week because I feel really good about one of these drivers. So we will have to get to that in a moment. But before we do get into a betting preview of Martinsville and the Dead on Tools 250, let's just do a quick little run through of some news that dropped over the past week, some some more storylines Things are starting to materialize here in silly season. So, uh, we're going to talk about some of that here. Uh, Ryan Sieg, he's returning to RSS racing full time in 2024 with sponsorship from Cy Apps for all 33 races. And just a great story. Ryan Sieg returning to his family run business, you know, a family owned operation. They have you know, some ups and downs and certainly have had some flashes and good moments, you know, this year and throughout the years. So nice to see Ryan Sieg continuing to pioneer that operation uh, and, you know, hopefully put together some fast cars, continue to improve with the, you know, the backing from Roush and Yates and, and Ford. So uh, nice story there and nice to see Ryan Sieg returning to that team in 2024. Uh Sam Mayer's win has officially clinched the Manufacturers Championship uh, for Chevrolet with two races to spare, so Chevrolet can now have bragging rights over that they are the Manufacturers Champion uh, in the 2023 Xfinity Series season. But here's where it gets interesting in regards to silly season. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, uh, but it is official now that Kaulig Racing and Chandler Smith will officially part ways after the 2023 season. We talked about a report from SportsNOT a few weeks ago detailing a potential reunion between Chandler Smith and Joe Gibbs Racing. And there is an updated report from SportsNOT uh, which further details that the contract buyout, because remember, uh, if Chandler Smith, if this reunion with Joe Gibbs Racing was going to happen, uh, Chandler Smith would have had to be, have been bought out of his final two years at College Racing. A little hefty price to pay for, you know, this young driver. Um, But if Joe Gibbs is all in, this might already be done. Uh, The the report details and says, quote, it's close to being done, but not official. So it looks like all signs are pointing to Chandler Smith reuniting with Joe Gibbs Racing, which is a phenomenal move for this young driver. You know, Joe Gibbs Racing has got those open seats. The team is still going to be as dominant as they were. Uh, this year. I, I truly believe that. And Chandler Smith, I truly believe in his talent and you know what he brings as a race car driver, especially in his youth. So I think it's a great move for him and his career. And you look at the potential path to cup with veterans like Denny Hamlin and Martin Chex Jr., who knows how many more years they're really going to have in cup. It kind of opens the door for Chandler Smith to get out of the congested Chevy camp and look to a more open uh, Toyota camp with the potential path to enter Cup in the not so distant future. So uh, that is certainly starting to materialize. It is not official Chandler Smith, uh, you, you know, joining Joe Gibbs Racing, but he and Coleg Racing will officially part ways. So that 16 car is now open, and there are certainly a number of names that are going to be floated around. Uh, Noah Gregson, Sheldon Creed. We still don't know what AJ Allmendinger's uh, plans are if he's going to be returning to Cup. Or coming back to Xfinity next year. So, Ty Dillon, I mean, is another one, uh, especially now that we got clarity on the number two uh, Richard Childress Racing Chevrolet for Xfinity, where it was probably going to be Ty, uh, Ty Dillon, but it's not. Uh, so, we'll segue there because Richard Childress Racing announces Jesse Love as the driver of the number two Xfinity Series entry in 2024. Jesse Love, an absolute juggernaut in the Ark and Menard Series. Uh, the reigning Arca Menard Series champion in a season where he won 10 races, 17 top fives and 18 top tens. And just to put it, put it into perspective, it's a 20 race season for Arca. So pretty impressive numbers there from Jesse Love. He's a two-time Arca Menard Series West champion, the youngest champion in NASCAR history. I mean, this kid's got a, a lot of talent and he's just 18 years old. So, you know, he's he is foregoing trucks and getting the nod straight to Xfinity uh, to learn these cars and to run with, you know, some of the best where names are made. You know what I mean? So he's going to have funding from and Engineering. They will continue with full time sponsorship for the number two car. And it's going to be good for a driver who is going to need that support, um, but has a ton of upside and a ton of talent. It's probably going to take a little while for him to you know, really find his footing. But Jesse Love has got so much talent in the world. The, you know, the numbers show it. I mean, he is just absolutely dominated in in his time in the Arkham Menard series. Um, So I'm very interested to see how he does uh, next year in Xfinity and excited to see this young, this young kid kind of wheel it uh, for Richard Childress alongside Austin Hill. So that was some of the big, bigger news that dropped this week, again, with silly season and, uh, The the actual season wrapping up. Silly season is just beginning. There's still a number of drivers that we need some clarity on with what their plans are going to be in 2024. So we'll be talking about all of it into the offseason and then some. But now let's talk about the penultimate race of the NASCAR Xfinity Series season the Dead on Tools 250 from Martinsville Speedway. This is race number 33 of the year. We will go for 250 laps with stages ranging from 60 laps, 60 laps, and 130 laps, respectively. It is the final race of the round of eight. Just a couple of notable drivers to highlight in this field. Lane Riggs returning to the number 11 car for Colleg Racing and Myatt Snyder returning to uh, the number 19 for Joe Gibbs Racing. Ty Gibbs the defending winner of this race. And we know what happened last year, uh, the battle of the teammates, or what we thought were teammates, uh, Ty Gibbs and Brandon Jones. You know, Martinsville brings out the tempers, man. They, they, whether From that, obviously, Sam Mayer and Ty Gibbs in the spring race throwing haymakers at each other. Um, so who knows what we could potentially be in for uh, this weekend, especially when you look at these seasoned veterans um in the in the battle of the playoffs, um, with just knowing how close the the points are. So stuff's gonna happen. You know, shit could go down. So it could be a fun one. Uh but John Hunter Nemechek did win the spring race earlier this year in dominant fashion. Uh really was no contest. So, you know, we're gonna have to see if John Hunter's got enough in the tank here to uh come back and, you know, officially punch his ticket into the championship 4 he's been on a little bit of a quiet, you know, not disappointing. Certainly not disappointed, but by John Hunter Nemechek's standards, we just expect him to dominate. You know every friggin' week. Uh, so this could be it for him to come back and absolutely wipe the wipe the floor. It would not surprise me in the slightest. Uh, and the books are predicting that as we will take a look at the odds board on Caesar's Sportsbook. John Hunter Nemechek has sat there two to one. Like I said, absolutely dominated this race in the spring. It was his first Xfinity Series start at the track led 198 to 250 laps does have a win at martinsville in the truck series back in 2018 as well and just looking at flat tracks you know martinsville is an is an extremely difficult track to compare the only one really that i would i'd kind of look into as stock is new hampshire it's obviously bigger it's a mile uh, but it's short flat uh, and kind of races similarly like martinsville and john hunter niemicek was borderline untouchable there as well led 137 of 200 laps, so all signs point to another John Hunter Nemechek masterclass. Um, you know, bet at your own risk. Uh, his his most profitable price right now is plus 250. Um, John Hunter has not had much luck in qualifying recently, and you know, judging that, don't expect this number to really move much because um, even at those races where. He did not have a qualifying run um he was still a heavy favorite and rightly so um so you know you're probably not going to see too much of movement from this number but plus 250 on superbook is the best number i've been able to find here for john hunter um in in these books and in shopping around but he is the undisputed favorite entering this race Cole Custer sat behind him at plus 325 Justin Allgaier is at four to one Josh Berry five to one it's a very short uh it's a very very short odds here at the top for these four drivers I gotta be honest I really do not understand Josh Berry here like yeah he's a short track guy got his first career win at Martinsville like yeah he's a threat but I mean, he's been dog shit this year and every time we've been on him, he has not delivered and not going to be on him, especially not at that price, understanding that where he's at and the positions he's in, I think he's just ready to make the jump to cup and finally graduate um, and put this season in the rear view, but it's a very short top of the board there. Uh, But it does get longer with Sam Mayer at ten to one, Riley Herbst at fourteen to one, Brandon Jones and Sammy Smith are both priced at fifteen to one, Austin Hill is at eighteen to one. Very long. The disrespect continues for Austin Hill. I'm not saying it's not warranted. I certainly think that you know there's there there needs to be a little bit here with Austin Hill just because you know we talk about yeah he's won four races. Well he hasn't won since Pocono, and even prior to that, I mean he came out the gates swinging and has just kind of been flat but he's been consistent enough to continue to make us money 18 to 1 is just kind of re- I mean really long for Austin Hill who we know can just show up at the end of these races um, you know kind of just out of the kind of just out of the shadows um, but very interesting number there Chandler Smith is 22 to 1 Sheldon Creed 25 to 1 and then Callag Racing teammates uh, Daniel Hemrick at 30 to 1 and Lane Riggs at 41 interesting board Let's take a look at the bets. I had this one matchup. I have Daniel Hemrick minus 125 over Sheldon Creed on Superbook. Again, haven't been too heavily invested in matchups. Just haven't really liked what I've seen. But I do like this quite a bit. Uh, For Daniel Hemrick, Martinsville is his best track by average finish since 2020. Average finish of 6.8 for him. In that span, he's got four top 10 finishes, including a pair of third place finishes and a worst finish of 13th. He finished fourth at new hampshire he was runner up at bristol so hemrick's got an ability on short tracks obviously his breakthrough championship his breakthrough win uh coming at phoenix uh, a couple years ago so daniel hemrick knows how to get it done around a short track and i think in a spot here up against sheldon creed he will do it with ease sheldon creed just comes into this race with nothing going for him right now finished 27th in the spring race at martinsville You know, he has not had much momentum over the past couple of weeks in terms of feeling good, in terms of putting together good finishes. The car just hasn't had speed. He did finish second in the fall race here last year, but much like his entire season, you cannot trust him, especially in the position they're in with the playoffs. This team is going to have to take swings, they're going to have to take risks, they're going to have to, you know, try and find a way to get creative. Uh, to put themselves in a position to win. And I just don't think it's going to happen. So I'm taking Daniel Hemrick minus 125 over Sheldon Creed on Superbook. That's my one matchup officially on the card, even though I am also looking at Riley Herbst minus 110 over Sam Mayer on Superbook. I'm just not comfortable for the price you're getting. And you know, for what it's worth, I mean, both of these guys have top five upside this weekend. I mean, even Sam Mayer, you know, who, yeah, is locked into the playoffs, but, you know, still is going to try and carry momentum and, and, you know, keep the rhythm, uh, heading into this weekend and then heading into Phoenix, especially being two short tracks. So I'm not comfortable. I lean Riley Herbst on this side, both ironically, both of these drivers crashed out of the spring race. Uh, but Herbst was a top 10 car in both stages prior, very strong showing in the fall race last year. Uh, and seventh in true performance on short tracks per win the wintherace.info. I mean, Sam Mayer's got all the momentum winning two of the last three races on the schedule, uh, three straight top six finishes at Martinsville. So I'm just not comfortable betting these two guys. I originally was looking at it. Um, I would still honestly probably re- lean Riley Herbst because I do like him a lot this weekend. I'm going to talk about him again in a minute. But, um, you know, these matchups, these drivers, I'm just not I'm just not about it for, you know, what the payout and what the, you know, what it's really gonna mean for you. Um, but if I did have to pick a side, I'd pick Riley Herbst. Um, but that's not officially on the card. The only mat- the, the matchup that's officially on the card is Daniel Hemberg minus 125 over Sheldon Creed. Um, just looking at Herbst over Mayer, but it's a tough, it's a tough one to get, but I, I would lean Herbst over there. Speaking of Riley Herbst, let's move over to the prop market. I'm gonna take him for a top five at two to one on bet 365. He enters the weekend with a streak of three straight top five finishes in six Martinsville races. He has four top tens and a best finish of third, again, coming in this race a year ago. I really, really like the position that this team has put themselves in to potentially cement themselves as true contenders in 2024. There really is something to be said about getting the monkey off your back when you have been hearing about, oh, when is he going to win? He's long overdue, yada, yada, yada. Well, it happened with Sam Mayer because then he went on to win f- three more races. And now it's happened with Riley Herbs. He gets that elusive win, a- ass whooping at Las Vegas, then comes in, hunts Sam Mayer down to potentially get a second straight win uh, at Homestead. He comes into martinsville with a very good resume at this track he's he's really developed a solid resume just on short tracks in general um so i like riley to be there and to continue to put together a strong finish carry that momentum because you know if this team is able to finish this season on a high note with the string of finishes they've been putting together the performances and just the position they've put themselves in I mean, this team is going to have so much confidence entering next year that they can be a true contender. So I think it continues into Martinsville this weekend. At two to one, I'm going to take Riley Herbst for a top five on Bet365. I'm also going to take Brandon Jones to finish in the top five at three to one on Bet365. Bet365, guys, has got The best lines for top fives because Brandon Jones is at plus 190 over on Caesars. So to get a three to one price for a driver who shouldn't be a three to one price uh, at at this track um, is probably my favorite bet on the card this weekend. You've heard me say it before on tracks where Brandon Jones has raked in his career. He continues to get it done no matter what state the team is in. Perfect example. Look back to earlier this year. He didn't have a friggin' top 10 finish before Martinsville. And he came home fifth in that one. So I know I'm a big momentum guy and I still stand by my viewpoint on that and how I look at my bets and how I you know, create my card because I really do believe in momentum as a factor here. But situations like these, I really almost throw out the door because historically, Brandon Jones has gotten it done where he's gotten it done historically in his career. You look at Michigan, you look at Kansas. I mean, he was fourth at Michigan. He was runner up at Kansas. It might have been flip-flopped. I honestly can't remember, but uh, those were the two finishes. Homestead, he finished eighth, not quite on the same level, but you take a look at his best tracks by average finish, active tracks uh, by average finish. It's Michigan, it's Kansas, it's Homestead, and it's Martinsville. So what do the numbers say? In six Xfinity Series starts, three top five finishes, including a win in the spring race of 2022, and honestly... Brandon Jones should have swept those Martinsville races last year if it weren't for Ty Gibbs junking him uh, in the fall race. You know, <laughs> I mean, still crazy. Uh, he comes in as the seventh ranked driver per uh, pre practice and qualifying per win the race.info. And I think Brandon Jones is going to be a top five car. You know, I expect him to run there. I expect this nine team having a little momentum coming in uh, with a couple of top 10s. I do think that Brandon Jones, this is a great spot for him. Um, And, you know, maybe he's looking for a little redemption, you know. But I think Brandon Jones finishing as a top five car is a really good bet at this number three to one. Like I said, it's probably my favorite bet on the card this weekend. So I'm going to ride with that number nine team in Martinsville and take Brandon Jones top five plus 300 on bet 365. My last top five bet I'm going to place here. I'm going to take Chandler Smith top 5 at 4 to 1 on bet365. I think Chandler Smith is the guy below the cut line you take a shot on in this race. You look at him and Sammy Smith. I mean Sammy Smith is a phenomenal short track racer. Was runner up in this race in the spring, has the win at Phoenix. I just I've got I've I've got real good feeling about Chandler Smith this weekend. Um he too. Has a win on a short track coming at Richmond this year. Was very strong at New Hampshire. Finished runner up there. Sat on the pole. His lone start at Martinsville and Xfinity came home tenth. Uh, does have a sixth and fourth place finish in the Truck Series, but I do think he's got top five upside. I think he's got a little more upside than that because the other thing too you got to consider situationally, and I guess you could put Sammy Smith in the same in the same uh, same equation as well. Uh, Chandler Smith's not going to be chasing points. This team will have to build a strategy to win and be in position to win at the end. So with that in mind, I kind of like this even more, knowing that they know that they're going to have to be in position at the end to run up front and potentially take the uh, the checkered flag to punch their championship four ticket. Um, I think Chandler Smith, especially after last week, um, getting wrecked out, you know, kind of comes back, kind of looks for you know, a little bit of redemption and really puts together a strong finish because I think he is that one guy below the cut line. Um, You know, I guess not taking Justin Allgaier into account, but maybe potentially even taking Justin Allgaier into account. I think Chandler Smith is that one guy you look at um, as a potential, you know, spoiler under the cut line to maybe even win this race. Um, but I, I like Chandler Smith a lot coming into this weekend. So I'm going to take him as, as a top five car, four to one over on Bet365. As far as the outrights, I am going to be on John Hunter Nemechek. You know, we've picked our spots with John Hunter this year at these short prices. And I just think that you got to take him this weekend. Plus 250 on Superbook is the best price, like I said, I could find um, at this point in, at this point in time. You know, the dominance earlier this season, both at Martinsville and New Hampshire. I mean, John Hunter has just been the flat track king uh, this year. And, you know, he has been quiet. He does not have a win in the round of eight. That probably changes here at Martinsville this weekend. So I am going to have John Hunter Niemicek on my card. I'm also going to have Riley Herbst at 14 to one. I think I really like the price there for Riley. I do think he's got a car. he will have a car capable of winning. In addition to Chandler Smith, I'm going to take at 28 to one over on uh, bet 365 is that number. So those are the two insurance plays I will have next to John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, And look, I think that again, when you're dealing with as short of a As short of odds at the top of the board here, much like we did last week, you got to try and find some of these longer numbers. Um, I mean, I will even shout out one market on Caesars that I personally don't have anything in yet, but it certainly is fun um, because there are some interesting names in the top Chevrolet market um, that I think are certainly worth a look. Uh, The one being Austin Hill. And Austin Hill, to finish as the top Chevrolet on Caesars in this race, he is... Uh, plus 950. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, Justin Allgaier is plus 165. Josh Berry is plus 220. Sam Mayer, plus 375. Brandon Jones is plus 550. That's interesting as well. Uh, Austin Hill's plus 950. I mean, when you're getting a driver as good as Austin Hill is, again, he's been quiet, but as good as he is, man, um, plus 950 is an awesome number for top Chevrolet. That might make its way Uh Onto the betting card. I mean, it's top five numbers plus 250 as well. You know, I just feel like the advantage there is, is I mean, it's worth it um, because you, you're dealing with a driver of this caliber, a driver who can show up at the end, put together a clean race, always does, um, and is able to come through. So, you know, Austin Hill is certainly, uh, I think, an advantageous uh, driver here to bet this weekend, whether it be in the outright market the top five market. Um, I love top Chevrolet at plus 950. I mean, I talk about Chandler Smith, he's 12 to one to finish as the top Chevrolet as well. So, you know, you certainly got to pick your battles, Um, but let's take a look and recap the bets here uh, on this card. In the head-to-head market, officially we have Daniel Hemrick minus 125 over Sheldon Creed on Superbook. In the prop market, Riley Herbst top five, two to one on bet 365. Brandon Jones top five, three to one on bet 365. Chandler Smith top five, four to one on bet 365. And then in the outright market, we are going to ride with John Hunter Niemacek at plus 250. And we are also going to take Riley Herbst at 14 to one and Chandler Smith at 28 to one on bet 365. So. Guys, that's going to do it, but make sure you tune in to practice and qualifying Friday, 5 o'clock Eastern time on USA Network on the NBC Sports app and then the race, 3.30 p.m. Eastern on USA. Guys, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the program. But before we go, as always, you can support the NASCAR Betting Preview Show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Twitter Spaces and live on YouTube Make sure you're following at Derek Yoder underscore and tune in every Wednesday for all of the betting insight you need to gain an edge on race day. You can also follow the NASCAR Betting Preview Show Twitter account at BPS to stay connected with all the content that's coming out of the Umbrella Network and with what all the other guys are doing with their own respective podcasts and shows. You can follow me on Twitter at MVBachman for additional betting insight and analysis across the great sport of NASCAR. Have to thank our presenting partner, Atlas Hair. Be sure to use promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order. And also have to thank IBT Media, which powers the NASCAR Betting Preview Show on YouTube. NASCAR Domus, our data scientist, NASCARmoney.com, and Tandem Draft for historical data. So many great people that help keep this show alive that power what we do here and that continue to trailblaze the betting community uh for the great sport of nascar but guys hope you enjoy the weekend uh hope that it's as profitable as last weekend um and it should be fun i mean let's close out strong let's continue to ride our horse and get after it here in martinsville we will be back next week to preview the championship four and of course recap this race But be safe this weekend, have a great one. Thank you as always for listening. I truly, truly appreciate it. I'm out.